Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas baby, yeah, keeping it real. All right, what we're going to talk about today has to do more with uh, some of you that have inquired about some of the best dating sites for adults 18 to 35. Folks, I usually call these flesh sites. Yes, you got your plenty of fishes, you have your match.coms, date.coms. All of those are retail dating sites. Retail dating sites means it's kind of generic. Hinge, all the rest of them, Bumble. But what's happening is a lot of them are becoming a little bit more accommodating, especially with the LGBTQ PAI community. And the reason being is that that's going to be the largest growth for them in those particular groups. Because more of the traditional folks are getting kind of tired of the generic mundane uh, environments. See, a lot of people thought that when Match.com first came out that it was going to be this pristine site that, you know, respectable people will go to. Not to disrespect anybody that's on Match. But here's the thing. None of these sites, none of these apps can actually filter out bad people deviants, miscreants, reprobates, they can't do it. That's not their job. Their job is to provide a service and and accommodate people. Now what happens with these dating sites, and I've told you this before, what happens is a lot of these dating sites, they actually will have a certain culture that forms, just like you work for a company. As you work for that company, they hire certain employees because the management has a certain style the executives have a certain style and it filters down. Well, the same thing happens with dating apps. They have the best intentions. All of them are out to provide a service and make money. However, they can't control the people that actually sign up for the service. And over a while, there becomes a certain vibe of people. You see, when we see something that's advertised on television, such, such as a Match.com or Plenty of Fish or something like that, well, it gives us a little bit more validity in the sense that, you know, oh, they have enough money in order to at least advertise. So naturally, people will go there because it's one of those generic sites. Now, we start looking at sites like Bumble. Bumble is becoming a little bit more uh, diverse. Hinge, doing the same thing. And the reason why they're doing this is because, of course, they want to have that 
market appeal. Nothing's wrong with that. They want to stay relevant. We get it. The problem is a lot of these dating apps now have gone up on their prices immensely. And sometimes you get a certain vibe from each one of these uh, sites. Like for instance, many of you have written in, what do you say about Bumble? Many guys say Bumble is for damaged goods when it comes to women. Women that are emotionally damaged for the most part, that's who winds up on Bumble. First move sites, any of these first move sites where women make the first move, a lot of them have to do with women that have been burned in relationships. Now, this doesn't mean that all of them are, but it just means that some. You have certain strata when it comes down to dating sites and dating apps. Match.com, Plenty of Fish, they're more or less on the highbrow end of dating for some people. Now, what this means is that the expectations are different. They expect to meet someone generically, they just get along, Christian mingle, all the rest of it. Now, here's the problem with these sites. The sites are never the problem. They're just like children. They're exempt. They're just providing a service. It's the people who sign up for them that creates the environment. They have no control over that, for the most part. And in all of these sites, you're going to have contingents of scammers. You're going to have jerks. You're going to have prostitutes. You're going to have all kind of people that are on there. And they try to do their best in order to filter those people out. All of these sites try to do this, try to get them out of there. And it's hard to do. Now, just like you have some of these highbrow sites, as some people call them. And by the way, some people will only use these sites, Match, Christian Mingle, Plenty of Fish, maybe Bumble, because they don't want to meet anybody else on, from any other sites because they can, or apps, because they consider those people lowlifes and they think they're at the cream of the crop. Now, this attitude not only may prevail here with these sites, but it prevails with others. Because the way they look at it is, I want to meet somebody normal. That's what we usually go for, don't we, when we talk about dating. We want to meet somebody normal. We don't meet a weirdo. We don't want to meet a weirdo. Even though most of the people that are on these sites are weirdos themselves. But they don't see themselves that way. Now, there's another strata of dating sites. 2023, for people 18 to 35, let's look at some of the popular sites. Because usually with this demographic, like I told you, we're dealing with the hookup generation for the most part. A lot of Gen Zs, they don't want to be bothered with the overhead of a relationship. A lot of people in their 40s and up don't want to be bothered with relationships so much. Those people that are in their late 20s, going into their mid 40s, those are the people that are usually looking for serious relationships for the most part. And the reason for this is because they're at a point where they want to start families, they want to settle down. And what happens usually younger generation from the teens into their 20s, late 20s 
They just want to have fun. They want to date, have fun, mingle. They're not ready for a serious commitment for the most part. Now, when they get in their late 20s, going all the way through their 40s, yeah, they're serious about life. They're looking at paying for mortgages. They're looking at having children. They're looking at establishing their careers. They're looking at life a lot more seriously. Now, here's the drop-off point for many. People that get into their late 40s, mid 40s, late 40s, they may have may realize at that point that they made a poor choice if they have in a relationship or marriage. And pretty much they're on the way out of that. And at this point, they're at a point where they don't want the constraints of a relationship anymore. They want to be free. And with this, it means that a lot of these folks in this age category and going forward may want the benefits of a relationship more so than the actual work in a relationship if they've had a bad experience during those successive years prior to their divorce or prior to their breakup. You have this exodus of women, especially in their late 40s, going into their 50s, that are divorcing, especially these women that got married and got pregnant very young, and now they want to go and start living. Now, what does this mean? Some of them have missed out on the time that they could have enjoyed years ago where they could mingle, been the hottest chick around instead of being somebody's wife or girlfriend where they were kind of restricted as to what they could do as far as enjoying themselves because of the weight of the relationship. Now, they're like, I want to get back to where I was. True enough, I'm not in my 20s. I'm in my late 40s now, going into my 50s. But the thing is, I want to go and do things for me. These are women that want friends with benefits, relationships, casual sex, casual dating, they're not so much concerned about establishing something concrete or serious because more often than not, they've just gotten out of a marriage or a long-term relationship. They don't want that again. Now, there's some that will because of the fact that they never got that opportunity. They maybe have focused on careers and never really took out time for themselves. You have that group of women as well. Now, According to the stats from Pew Research Centers, I told you before, when it comes to women in their 60s and up, there's a big gap, 27% gap. There are a high percentage of women, 60 plus, that are looking for men. And the problem is, there's only about 22% of the male population, 60 plus, that's single. And that's where you got the problem. And you got a very large number of women, about 49% of women, that are single in that same group. And when I say single, divorce, legally single, not this bullshit separated thing. These women are looking for men. 
But see, here's the problem with many of them. They're going down line looking for younger men. Because they feel as though they're stuck between two different categories. They think they either got to go younger, like date a guy in his 50s. Or they got to go to older and date a guy in his 70s. And in both cases, they're going to go for the latter, the guy that's younger. The problem with that is that many of these women can't really hold these guys in relationships. Because that younger man in his 50s is looking for a woman in her 30s or 40s. And so it leaves them in a, between a rock and a hard place. And what do they say about the people in their peer group? Oh, there's not that many men out there. There are not these many good men out there that broke down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They go down the list of complaints. And one thing that you'll find, fellas, when you get past 45, you're going to find it a little bit harder for women in your peer group who want to be with you as you get older. What is one of the main complaints you hear, fellas, that women will say openly without a problem and don't feel as though they're offending anyone? I don't want no old man because his dick don't work. They don't think that's offensive. Some of you guys write in about this shit. One guy wrote in about how he had gone on a date with a woman, met her on plenty of fish. She's in her 50s, he's in his 60s. And she said, well, I can't be with a man if his dick doesn't work. Now, it had been fucked up if he just said something to the effect of, well, I can't be with a woman that has a gut or that has stretch marks. I can't be with a woman that has had a double mastectomy. I can't be with a woman that had a full hysterectomy. You can go down the list of mean things that people can say to each other. But see, the problem has been, and ladies, this is a disconnect for many of you, especially as you age. You guys got comfortable with disrespecting men on that level. And this is the reason why a lot of these older men are going for younger women. Because the younger women, they get it. They're not going and doing that as much, especially the ones in their 20s and 30s. Because, see, there is an alliance between these younger women and older men. And let me tell you what it is. A lot of those younger women, especially these younger single moms, they've already been through it with the guy that was in their peer group that got them pregnant. The guy that didn't amount to shit. And she may be on a fixed income, not making that much money. And what she's looking for after she's chased the guy that was charismatic, the alpha male or whatever the hell you want to call him, the high value man and got stuck with a baby, looking for stability and guess what she doesn't care how much that older guy makes as long as he can pay his bills and this is where these younger women are eating your lunch 
guess something else they don't do. They don't complain about asking a man about if his dick works or not. You know why? Because they'll work with him if it doesn't. As you leave men, because of that reason, many of these women take these men up. Oh, and by the way, they know these are not sugar daddies. The guy down in Orange County that left messages all the time. Bubba. He's with a 29-year-old woman. This man is in his, he's 61, just like I am. He's got daughters in their 20s. They're trying to get him back with their mom. Their mom dumped him for a very young man. And now she's having problems because he's starting to go for women that are younger than she is. And really younger than he is, isn't that? So what does that mean? That means that <laughs> it went for the wrong thing. Now, what's really funny, this gentleman, Bubba, he's 61. His daughters had a fit. They didn't like the woman. They were cutting her down, talking about her. And, of course, they reverted back to childhood in order to try to get daddy's attention. All the crying and the drama and all that. You've heard the message on here. He went and got Taylor Swift tickets when she was in Los Angeles doing her concert. And he took the 29-year-old with him. And the daughters found out later and they had a fit because they wanted to go. And he would have taken them had they not been so visceral. He wrote me an email recently. read it to you still listen to your show my daughters are still at my neck one thing I want to tell you is that decision to get with this 29 year old was the best I ever did in my life they're pissed at me my daughters don't know it yet but she's several weeks pregnant we already have our plans and my daughters will be leaving my house soon they're grown women and I've been taking care of them long enough I think it's about time. Bubba. Laguna Niguel, California. Folks, what's happening is people are going to be emotionally comfortable now. They're looking for that emotional comfort. You know, the side show we used to have where we had to go in shuck and jive and tap dance in order to kind of keep uh, someone's attention in order for the relationship that shit's going out the window nobody's doing that anymore you know there is even a movement now where women are not even dressing up to go on dates anymore makeup lipstick 
And that's it. Blue jeans, t-shirts, flannel shirts. They're done with it. They're over it. And a lot of women who are older are doing this. They're the ones that started that trend. Because they're tired. And for a lot of them, they saw that they did that shit back in the day and it got them nowhere in many of the relationships and they're not going to do that shit again. They're going to be themselves. A lot of these women cherish their independence and they should. Now, I pulled the data and it's on facebook.com backslash romantic truth if you want to read about it. Uh, about the sites that they were talking about for adults that were looking for a little bit more uh, intimacy and sex. Now, the thing to keep in mind with the sites that we're going to talk about here, these sites are not designed for any kind of structured or long-term relationship for the most part. These sites, and believe it or not, guess one app that didn't make the list, Tinder. It did not make the list. What many people will call these, back in the day, used to call them meat markets. These are M-E-A-T and greets. These are meat and greets. And let's look at some of the ratings for some of these. Now, believe it or not, The site with the highest rating on here, the app, I keep saying site. Use them interchangeably because most of them have a site. Will be AshleyMadison.com at 9.8. Now, as we know, Ashley Madison years ago, their logo was, and it still is, about having a fair. I don't, as you know, agree with that strategy you will find a lot of single women on this site fellas that are looking for married men usually these are the single women that may not be so good at making decisions and picking a good man themselves so they'll let the other woman pick the man for them in other words he's married because the woman that selected him made a good choice in a man. He makes more money than most single men do independently because of the combined household income. So therefore, she would rather be his side piece than to be, than to be a single man's struggle buddy. Even though many of these relationships are based on sex. And fellas, you know good and well, if you meet a woman on AshleyMadison.com, you know that shit's going to be short-lived. If she's married. You already know that. And this site has gone through a lot of controversy over the years. But they're still hanging tough. Being discreet is very important on sites like these. And they're kind of expensive, just like many of these other sites are. Now, let's look at the 
other ones that made the list here. Ashley Madison, believe it or not, was the highest rated one. And the next one was, believe it or not, Fling.com. Now, I got my reservations about Fling. Because to me, I think it's a waste of money, but that's just my personal opinion. I've known a few people that have gone on there and they have dealt with a lot of bots, a lot of scammers, a lot of teasers. Sites like these are also where you will find women who want to be admired by a man. Thirst traps, that kind of thing. So you got to use your own discretion on that. Mature date is 9.6. Mature date is more of a dating app for people that are already over it. They're like, look, we don't have to go through the bullshit formalities I had to go through when I was younger, when we were novice when it came to sex, relationships, that kind of thing. I already know what the hell I need to look for. Let me go on and hit the ground running with this. That's that kind of environment. Now, I'm not endorsing any of these. I'm just giving you information. It's up for you to do your due diligence. Adult Friend Finder, 8.1 rating. Now, one thing that I've found from many of the people that have uh, written in about this particular uh, site is antiquated. It's old as hell as far as uh, the site and the application. And this is usually made for people 35 and over. You will find that it's very clickish. And if you see a single woman on this site, usually she's married. And the husband will use the wives as bait a lot of times. That's one of the things you got to realize with some of these dating sites, gentlemen. Some of these women are married. And they'll put down that they're single, that they're divorced, they're separated or whatever. And the husband's actually baiting them. Because there is a fetish out there where men actually like to see their wives admired by other men. Having sex with other men. Taking pictures with other men. It boosts the guy's self-esteem. Because self-esteem's in the gutter. Because he wants other guys to know, hey, you know, I got a hot wife. They got other sites like wifelovers.com and those sites where the guys exploit their wives by putting their pictures out there. Of course, they're supposed to get their permission. And usually most of them do, I'm sure. And they're talking about they're sharing their wife, hot wife, hot girlfriend, whatever. And they have uh, another site called Nude Africa where black folks do it. Not just the white folks thing. BBW Sex For You is another one. BBWSexForYou.com These are all communities that have niches. And they have, I think, Latin Sex, I believe it is another one. They're all owned by the same parent company. Then they have one for Asians as well in that same group, if you're into that. 
Just keep in mind, the majority of those folks are coupled up already. And see, that's the problem with many of these other sites. They're already coupled up. And if you find someone single, a lot of times, especially with the women, they're third wheel. They may only want to be with couples, not necessarily with an individual guy, because they can pick that up anyway. All right, let's go on. There is also One Night Stand. That's got a 7.9 rating, and that's just what it stands for. You meet somebody, it's a one night stand, you do your thing, then you move on. It might be appropriate for some people. Wanna Hookup is another one, that's a 7.7 rating. Same concept. These are sites you probably haven't heard of because they don't advertise. What you have to remember about advertisement, when sales are low, that's when companies advertise. That's when they go into an advertising marketing campaign. When sales are good, they don't need to take on that expense because the sales would outweigh the expenses they would incur in order to market themselves. The other thing here, be naughty, 7.3 rating. I'm not a fan. I signed up for that site one time. I met more scammers, more cheesers than anything else. Waste of fucking money and time. My opinion only. No indictment. The other one. One Night Brand. One Night Brand is a 7.1 rating. And again, it's one of those, these are all sites that I would not recommend you pay your, don't, don't go in paying. Take the free memberships first to see what it's like. And then that's with any site. And then after you've done so, then you'll look at whether or not it's worth your hard earned money and effort. Don't just go in there and try to be the boss hog and just pay all this money and think you're going to get the VIP treatment. You wind up probably with a whole bunch of scammers and a whole bunch of bullshitters. You don't want to throw away your money like that. The other one. Uh, let's see here. One night friend. We did be naughty. And that's about the list there. Of what they rated those based on that. Now, it's up to your own judgment. You know yourself better than anyone else. Because let's face it, some of you don't want a full-blown relationship. You've written in about this. You just want a good fuck and you want somebody that you can probably fuck on a continuous basis without any threats of diseases or anything like that. You're looking for more exclusivity. But you don't want the uh, fanaticism of this person Wanting to know where you are every 15 minutes. I get it. And there are people out there that are looking for the same thing. The problem is, many of you are in the wrong environment to meet those kind of people. It's going to be harder for you to find someone like that in a generic environment like a Match.com, Plenty of Fish, or something of that sort. 
you will more than likely find those kind of people on what are called niche sites. What these are, niche sites for certain lifestyles. And they have dating apps and sites for every kind of proclivity you can imagine. And some of the shit you can't. They had <laughs> they had an actual dating site for foot fetishes. And if you're into any kind of fetishes, you can always go to fetlife.com. F-E-T-L-I-F-E.com. Any kind of fetish you can think of. It's a community of people. They're supportive. There's no critics. If you're into certain lifestyles. And it's global. So if you want to be, you know, strange or whatever. And you don't want to be judged. There you go. And it's free. And you don't have to do a lot of BS. Such as... uh, you know, where they're throwing up these things in your face all the time about trial membership or you got to pay this or that. You don't have to deal with that crap. And they have events here in Vegas, in every city, period. They will have something where their communities, depending on what you're into, you could be in foot fetishes, you could be where you like sniffing panties or whatever the hell it is. They have communities and groups for you if you're into that. As I told you before, your hobbies and your interests may be the best nexus for you to find your partner. Because see, on a lot of generic sites, you got to get to know each other. You got to find out what the two of you like. You got to find out what you have in common. Well, the difference is on a niche site where, you know, there's certain, like, if you're a car enthusiast or something like that, it's much easier because you got the conversation started there and you don't need no damn prompts like you're doing Hinge and all the rest of these other sites in order to try to win somebody over, get their attention, basically, with a little witty prompt. Your relationship's not going to be based on that, you know. So the only thing that is is an attention grab. And it's really pathetic when you use AI to generate one of those. And then after you've done that, and then you actually start talking to the person, you realize, oh shit, you know, this person's not original. Person's boring. And once you get the B word, that's it, you're done. So, will these dating apps work magic for you to? make you come in contact with that wonderful person? Nope. Not designed for that. Because it all depends on how they put their profile together. As I told you time and time again, you have that angry profile up there about all the things you don't want. The only people you're going to get are the very people you don't want. Whatever you say on a profile that you do not want, the people that have those characteristics looked at you as a challenge. I'm going to win you over whether you like it or not. I'm going to prove my point. 
So maybe you want to establish what you do want. And this is why a lot of you folks are having so many problems with uh, online dating. Because see, what happens is the person you say you don't want are the things you don't want, the characteristics you don't want, and you put them out there. There are going to be very people you attract. I had to learn that the hard way. I was putting up there, no married women, etc., etc. Guess what I got? I got a whole bunch of married women that wanted to fuck me. Wanted to prove me wrong. This is what you'll get. You ladies talking about, I don't want a misogynist man. You put that in your profile. Guess what you're going to attract? Misogynist men. And the way they interpret, the way people interpret what you don't like is, oh, you're crying for help. This is what you really want. That's the way they look at it. But when you don't mention it and you go for the things that you would like, then the person will voluntarily take themselves out of the mix because of the fact that they don't feel like they're being discriminated against. So if a woman put in her profile, no baby daddies, please. What do you think she's gonna attract? Baby daddies. What does she put in there? I'm looking for a good man where I could start a family. What is she saying? She's telling most men, I wanna start out clean with a clean slate. And guess what? The baby daddy wouldn't feel so triggered by that. See, people get triggered by challenges. They get triggered by not being included. There was an African-American gentleman that wrote the show. And what he did deliberately, lived right in Atlanta. He was on this site that was predominantly for African-Americans. And none of the sisters were really giving him the time of day. So what he put on there, no black women. And of course they pulled his profile because he had that on there, because it was discriminatory. And so what he did, he reworded it and said that he wanted to date every other woman, but he left black women off of that. And guess what happened? Oh, he had all the black women he could even think of contacting him. Because they felt as though they were slighted. They weren't mentioned in that group of women that he specifically specified. And they're thinking they got to go and convert him and convince him and change him to like black women. But it was a ruse because he did that deliberately in order to draw them to him to get their best efforts to try to win him over and it worked I've seen black women do this on interracial dating sites no black men please and it's funny they don't pull their profiles when they do that but if a black man put in something like uh, no black women, shit, they'll pull it in a heartbeat. 
because they know that women will draw men to the dating sites and men will spend far more money on a dating app than women will. Hell, there's some sites out there, some apps, where the women can sign up and get all of the bells and whistles for free, but the men have to pay just like a cover charge on a nightclub. Because they know as long as they have women on that site, they're going to make money because those men are going to come and they're going to pay that premium price for that membership. Another thing, too, that's a waste of money is the boost. You know how they try to hit you up for that boost? Have you ever noticed when you paid for that shit, you mainly get the people you don't want to be around, don't want to deal with? A couple other things, too, you might not have noticed on many of these dating apps in general. You know when your membership is almost up or when, you know, they're giving you that extended period before they uh, bill you on the next cycle? I guarantee you, if you let that lapse, you're going to get all these messages that are usually generated by bots about all these people that like you. Oh, and you're going to have all these likes and the faces are going to be blurred out. And you're just scrolling down the page. All these people like me. And the minute your ass signs back up, most of those people not interested. Because see, these companies are concerned with stacking a deck in their favor. Getting your money. You got inflation that's high, cost of living is high, and you're trying to figure out how you are going to make it. Let's see here. I'm going to take a look at uh, where in the United States, let me ask the Google lady. Okay, the most of is, and they got them broken down by state. I didn't ask the plural. But let's take a look here. Let me just do this again. Let's try this. So, if you want to live on the cheap, Mississippi or Kalamazoo, Michigan, it's your choice, folks. The cheapest city to live in the United States is currently Hickory, North Carolina. It's ranked as the cheapest place to live in the United States. It's a median home price of around $161,000. That's for all of you folks that are so concerned about moving to a place where you could uh, save a few dollars. Now, 
The cheapest place to rent an apartment or rent a house would be Albuquerque, New Mexico at around $7 median rent price per month. Now, that comes down to about a rental cost of 15.3% of a person's income. And that's something that you may want to look at. That's through timeout.com. Where you can find out that information. Of course, the first info that I gave you was from Capital One. But these are some uh can take a look at. The thing I would tell you before you even think about venturing out on something like that, do your due diligence. See if the community is right for you. It may not be cost-effective because... Uh, Sometimes, you know, you could be thought-wise dollar-foolish. So you have to watch that. Now let's look here. The one thing that you got to realize, too, now that I'm on the subject, is that... Um, how could I best say it? I'll say it just this generically. If you move to one of these smaller communities, the dating pool is going to be smaller. Only obvious, right? That means that you're not going to have a lot of people with a lot of income. And in some cases, without an education. So you might have to lose a few brain cells in order to date in these communities to save your money because there's a cost, there's an opportunity cost for not going and for going. And who knows? The cheapest place in America may change next week. Because I remember at the beginning of the year it was a place in Texas, in South Texas, that was the cheapest place to live in America. Then it was uh, Beale Harbor in California. So it varies. But there is an offset to everything that you aspire to do. There are always risks, there are always challenges, there are always compromises. Because some of you have written in about the cheapest place, so there you go, you got the information. Now, the other thing I'll tell you is this. Sometimes you have false economy. You move to a place and think you're saving money. Smaller community, that means that it'll be easy for you to meet people. And it kind of cuts out on the fray of the big city. True enough, it will. But now you have to remember, you're only dealing with a limited pool of people when it comes to dating. And more than likely, People get popular very quickly. One of the ladies I dated, her sister was the hottest person in her town back east. Small town, population of no more than 2,700 people. Everybody knew each other, knew everybody else's business. The reason why her sister was so popular was because she was one of the few women in their community 
that hadn't slept with anybody in the community. She remained a virgin. And of course, she was the target for every man that was in their community. Two-thirds of the community were male. Oh, and men had tried to be with her in every kind of way possible. And she turned them down. And my girlfriend asked, she said, guess what the reason for her not sleeping with anyone? I said, what was that? She has more power and prominence over the rest of the other women, and the other women hate her because they have slept with the guys and things didn't work out so well. And it's the curiosity, the probability of her sleeping with them, which gives her so much clout and power. She'll go out on dates with these guys, but she won't sleep with them. And many of those guys are in no position to marry. So she leverages that to her advantage. Sometimes, folks, people will do things just for the self-aggrandizement and satisfaction. the decadence of some of these people on these dating sites. They're on there to make themselves feel good sometimes. They feel like somebody. They feel wanted. As I told you, some people use dating and these dating apps as a form of therapy. That's how they make themselves feel better. And here's the thing. Some people need that because they can't tell themselves the very things that the compliments that other people give them, they can't give themselves because they don't think they're worthy of it. And unless it comes from someone else, they don't feel validated. They don't feel validated. Over the years, women have sent nude photos to the show, video clips for validation. I can't believe my husband turns this down. I can't believe my boyfriend won't hit this. Now, I'm not complaining. You can still send your nude photos and your video clips. They're pretty cool put them in my private vault. <laughs> Nobody ever see them but me. But the thing I will tell you is this. You don't need validation from me. Validate yourselves. I'm nobody special. I'm a guy. I'm going to live just like you live and I'm going to die one day just like you will. But here's the thing also. Unless you start appreciating yourself, nobody's going to appreciate you. People only reflect the way you treat yourself and the way they treat you. You don't have to be so down on yourself and beat yourself up. There's no reason to do it. There are too many people out there that are waiting to tear you down as it is. 
for no apparent reason. Just because they're me. You could be treated shit like shit by anybody. Don't start with yourself. You should be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest advocate. The person who loves you the most should be you. And then again, you don't have to pedal that shit around like it's cod liver oil and try to make everybody take a swig of it. It's not your job. That appreciation is for you. You don't have to go and brag on yourself to other people. Brag on yourself to you. That's where it matters. That's where it counts. And with that confidence that you build up in yourself, other people will catch on. I never forget, one time Monica and I were on a date. And out of the clear blue, I said, you know something, I really like you. And she says, I love you too. I said, I love you, but I like you as well. And that's what she couldn't kind of grip because she kind of conflated the two. You can love someone and not like them. You can like someone and not love them. But she had the combo. I like being around her. It made me feel better being around her, hearing the cadence of her voice, the fragrance of Dan Cleefs and Arpel perfume. Left an indelible mark. She was always adventurous and fun, always something to do. Never bored with her for one second. We never were bored with each other. That's what a good relationship's about. Being with someone that you love and like. This is why I tell you how friendship is important. You become to like your friend, and then eventually that relationship morphs into you love your partner. Well, folks, I'm going to call it a day for right now. Go get me a beer. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music. Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family 
counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.